This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show. I hope you're doing good. Hope you are well this morning. Slight thing before we go. My voice level is probably not going to go about anywhere higher than this. Uh, We've got a few guests staying and while they are aware that I do an 8am show, they went out the night before so they're a little bit sensitive so I don't really want to wake them up if you know what I mean. But I hope you're doing good. I hope you're well. And uh, do make sure that you drop a like on today's video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Apologies that there was no show yesterday, although I did very much enjoy my day off. It is It was a must, much, much needed thing. Uh, <laughs> when you when you have days like, like yesterday where, to be honest, there wasn't loads of stuff happening anyway. Just having a morning. I don't think I've ever appreciated how much I enjoy a line. I wasn't working yesterday either, so I did have... A significant line. Uh, I don't think I've got out of bed till about half nine, ten, which I know for a weekend isn't impressive by any kind of, you know, lay-in experts, but uh, it was enjoyable. But we are back uh, and we'll be continuing to do these shows every morning. There is going to be one day, I think it is within the next couple of weeks, which I'm not going to be here for. In fact, I think it's going to be on Sunday. Um, so there will be another one of those breaks uh, again, but only because uh, next week is is my birthday weekend and we're away for the weekend. So uh, sound like a little child birthday weekend. So that's the reason why. But I hope you're doing good. Hope you're well. Do drop a like on the video. What I have noticed in in my absence, Kaiser Kaiser's fallen away. No longer the first in the chat box. Matt G joining us first today. Good morning to you. Good morning to Reza as well. Anthony and Colin. So much. Thanks for having you in here. Mick Lucas, we've got Steve, we've got Danger Close, uh, all the way from across the pond. Rakeem, Edro Sass, Chris, Robert, Aaron, RC9Guna, uh, Safisa, we've got Nikolai, uh, we've got Skull Keeds joining us on Twitch. You can, of course, watch the show on Twitch. In fact, if you're subscribed on YouTube, go give us a follow on Twitch because we could really do with the followers on Twitch because it's it's frankly pathetic how many followers we've got on Twitch. Uh, good morning to, to Carl and to Paul. Uh, more polls in the chat box and Colin. Thank you ever so much, guys, for tuning in. 
it's funny, isn't it? Once you miss one day, you find yourself like people are, oh, yeah, that show's back on. We're going to have to get into the groove of, of doing these shows. I'm not tempted to do like a regular Saturday or Sunday off, but, you know, it's just going to be something that may happen as we get closer to Christmas because there's a lot more stuff going on. But I hope you're staying good and I hope you're well. But let's crack on with today's news by starting to tell you to, as always, go subscribe to the Arsenal Way if you haven't done so already. We'll be having a show a little bit later on today on there, hopefully talking about Dejan Kulazewski, the uh, Swedish winger playing for Juventus. So make sure you are subscribed. Link is in the description. Some really good stuff going on over there. Always get the press conferences from Arteta. We've had the press conferences from the England camps with Smith Rowe and Gareth Southgate talking about Smith Rowe and Saka, etc. So do make sure you are indeed subbed over there. Let's crack on though with our first story of today, which is that uh, Arsenal ladies very, very thankfully uh, scored a very, very late goal uh, to equalise. I mean, it it did feel very much like a game where it was just not going to go in for Arsenal. Uh, I saw a lot of people getting frustrated with Ardeval on Twitter as well, um, but they did come back. Miedemar, of course, if you need a goal from someone, she's going to pop up with something in the last couple of minutes. Really, really good that we didn't lose the unbeaten start to the season. It is the perfect run has gone, but the unbeaten run continues. Uh, and considering that Spurs were uh, going to be second in the table should they have won that game, it was really important that we didn't allow Spurs to beat us. So in the end, probably a good result considering we were having a bit of an off day and it just was not falling for us and the referee wasn't giving us too much either. So a good display in the end. Miedemar, thank you so much for not, <laughs> for avoiding a defeat to those lot down the road. Would have been very annoying. Uh, this is a, a bit of annoying news. If you are of not the persuasion to be happy when our players get injured, it's frustrating because of a number of reasons. Sarah Kalasnac was injured again. Uh, another red card tackle. That's two in two because he was injured by a Jules Kunda challenge uh, in the last international break. He's now been injured again in this international break from another red card challenge. Uh, this I don't. We don't know, obviously, how bad the injury is going to be. But if it has an impact on ruling him out for January, that could be an issue when it comes down to actually trying to sell Sayad Kalasinac, which obviously could be a bit of a problem because we want to try and move him on. If we can get any money for him at all, that's going to be beneficial. Fenerbahce are the team that look the main kind of protagonists in a race to sign Kalasinac, but that is going to be a frustrating one if if you know if he's out for a while. So best of luck, and we wish you the best on the recovery, mate. Uh, Miguel Aziz started and uh, played over an hour in Portsmouth's one 0 win at the weekend over, but I want to say Wigan. Um, he wasn't uh, look. The thing about Aziz is that clearly, I think Portsmouth have reacted to the news that keeps dropping about a possible recall. I reported on a story about this uh, a few weeks ago about how Arsenal could look to recall Miguel Aziz. Uh, Chris Wheatley has also reported that Arsenal would consider recalling Aziz if his situation didn't improve. Danny Cowley, was started, who's the Portsmouth head coach, started talking about the fact that they need to work on his physicality and his defensive side of his game before they consider to play him anymore. Um, but he started and played uh, in the game uh, at the weekend and so got over an hour of football. Maybe they're reacting to the news about a possible recall. It's kind of spurred them into using him a bit, but it's still good to see him play, which is always a positive at the end of the day. Now, Luis Perez, who is the head coach of the under-20s under sorry, Mexican side, has been speaking about Marcelo Flores, who is Arsenal's under-18s uh, under currently, 
uh, forwards, uh, attacking midfielder. Uh, he says that we see Marcelo Flores, who is very committed to the Mexican national team, increasingly mature understanding the game plan. For me, it's important that they come here convinced to come to Mexico. We have found a very approachable Marcelo. Now, Marcelo uh, Flores, I believe, is joint nationality between Mexico and Canada. Uh, he has so far, from what I'm aware of, played pretty much most of his games uh, for for Mexico. I'm just going to do a double check of that for you, though, just to make sure uh, that I'm not getting this wrong. Wikipedia, always helpful. Yeah, so he's played five games for the Mexico under 16, scored one goal, and four games for the Mexican under 20s games and scored one goal. But he was born in Canada and does have that um, option still if he wants to commit to playing at a senior level. Canada are a nation that are on the rise. We've obviously seen players like Alfonso Davies, Jonathan David, of course, get a lot better. I personally have spoken to Theo Corbinu, who is a, a young kid playing for Wolves on loan at Sheffield Wednesday this season. Uh, he's in the Canadian national side. And all that gets kind of spoken about is how the Canadian national team are improving a lot. Um, you've recently seen the Canadian Super League start, the CSL, which has enabled kind of academies to be started in the in the country where they didn't have that before. It was very much linked to the MLS and you only have places like Vancouver or Montreal or Toronto. These kinds of places that you, you could only really see uh, clubs developing players. Well, now because of the CSL, you're seeing young players develop a lot more over Canada, but... Um, uh, Marcelo Flores does look like he's going to be committing to Mexico, who are also still a very, very good nation, uh, as we know ourselves from Carlos Vela. But they've also got lots of good players coming through the ranks as well. Linus, who I still believe is at Real Betis. You've got, obviously, Irvin Lozano. You've got some really good, solid players who got to uh, the final and lost to the United States in the last Gold Cup, I believe. But they're still up there, and they'll be looking to qualify if they haven't already for the World Cup. So we will look, so we will look anyway, uh, and look forward to seeing Marcelo Flores hopefully move forward through the ranks in the Mexican youth side. So we look forward to that. Uh, moving on to our next story. Now, I uh, part of my job um, at Football London is to uh, is to kind of you know come up with angles and stories uh, based off of news that drops. So to give you an example, I wrote a story the other day about how. Uh, Pepe's future at Arsenal looks more uncertain because of the links to uh, Dejan Kulazewski. He's a right winger. He's left-footed. If Arsenal are in the market for looking for another left-footed right winger, and at the moment Bakai Saka is our main starter, that doesn't bode well for Nicola Pepe. Unfortunately, uh, a publication that will remain nameless, because uh, I prefer not to use their name, um, decided to completely twist my article last night and uh, claim that Football.London were outright claiming that uh, Arsenal are working to try and move Pepe on. This is not the case. We don't know any of this for sure. The article that was written was purely about looking into the fact that we are linked with wide players such as Dejan Kulazewski, who is a right winger, left-footed, very similar to Pepe in that sense. And when you already have Bakaya Saka there, there is an indication that the openness to moving on from Pepe would be there. Um, so that was a little bit frustrating. So I want to address that this morning. Um, Pepe, as far as we're aware, there have been no bids from outside clubs uh, and the club has not made an effort to try and move the player on. However, with the links to players like Dejan Kulazewski, it does indicate to us that, you know, that the club would be more open to the idea of maybe moving on from Pepe, who's been unable to establish himself in the Arsenal team. So that's an important thing. You also think about the fact we've been linked to the likes of Noah Lang, uh, another wide player that can play right wing, left wing. 
it is very interesting that Arsenal are looking for more uh, kind of more talent in the wide areas and are clearly not happy with the options that are available. And in fact, last weekend against Watford, I don't think any Unai Emery signings actually started the game against Watford, which was very interesting. Ramsdale uh, obviously came in under Arteta, Tomiyasu, Arteta, Ben White, Arteta, Gabriel Arteta, Tavares, Arteta, Lakonga, Arteta, Maitland-Niles came through the youth system under Arsene Wenger. Um, Smith Rowe and Saka came through the youth systems. Were given debuts by Unai Emery, to be fair, um, but still came through the Arsenal youth system. Lacazette, Arsene Wenger, Abamyang, Arsene Wenger. No Unai Emery signings were involved in that game against Watford. Very telling uh, and certainly maybe an indication that we are looking to move forwards. Even Kieran Tierney, who was an Emery signing, was on the bench. So interesting stuff that maybe Arsenal are looking to move on from that group. Bar Tierney, I expect, who would definitely stay. Eddie Nketiah is the, the penultimate story of the day and certainly... Uh, someone that I know that is is likely to be moved on in January. He is a player that is not getting too many minutes, wants to be playing. However, did turn down a move to Crystal Palace in the summer. West Ham United are the latest team to crop up as a possible suitor for Nketia. He scored two and two in the League Cup games that he's featured in so far. West Ham United, when they lose Mikel Antonio, are very, very light in the striking department and could look towards Nketiah as someone that would provide them with strength and backup and support should Antonio get injured. Antonio does suffer from injuries. The only issue with this for Arsenal is that West Ham are one of Arsenal's big rivals for that top four place. And so if they were able to move on Nketiah from the group this, this winter and send him to West Ham, it could have a negative impact on their own kind of prospects of qualifying for the top four and I actually would hold off I would not send Eddie Nketiah to West Ham I would not help one of our direct rivals in especially in the case where this season there's a really good opportunity to go for that top four place I wouldn't send him to West Ham whatsoever I'd keep him for the last six months of his contract instead and then let him move on in the summer he can sign for West Ham in the summer if he wants but this season it's very clear that West Ham are one of our big rivals for those European places this year. We cannot afford to be strengthening our rivals. So I would not do that deal. But do let me know what you think in the chat box because it's a very, very interesting one to, to consider. Lastly, Matteo Genduzzi has upset um, some France uh, supporters. Uh, you know, it is Genduzzi. These are the types of stories that we see. Uh, he was talking about uh, the the possibility of playing at the Parc de France, uh, which is obviously PSG Stadium in France's 8-0 win over Kazakhstan. I think Mbappe got something like four goals. Uh, Genduzzi said, I would have preferred to play at the Stade de France, that's for sure. The Parc de France is the stadium of PSG, but we will be keen to win there. And I hope that the people who will come to the stadium will be entertained and proud of us as we put and we will push to qualify for the World Cup. Now, obviously, Genduzzi is a Marseille player and PSG Stadium, PSG Marseille are very big rivals. The fans don't particularly like each other. And the fans that are going to be in the Parc de France are mostly going to be PSG fans. And so when Genduzzi's name was read out on the Tannoy yesterday, he got quite a few boos from the Parc de France crowd who weren't particularly happy with his comments. Um, it's just, it was just unnecessary. It is a little bit of a throwaway statement. It's nothing serious. It's just one of those examples, again, of kind of showing that lack of 
consciousness uh, to what he's saying. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. And uh, it, it is what it is. It's just one of those things. Um, again, Doozy will not be fussed by this, I don't imagine. And uh, he's just happy to be involved in the France national side, which in itself is a very big achievement for him. And you got to say fair play. Since he's gone to Marseille, he's been brilliant and deserves that call up. And Arsenal will lose him for a figure that is not representative of the quality that he has, but it might be representative of the professional player that he is. That is for sure. We will now move on to the final topic of today's show, which is getting your thoughts, your theories, your questions, your queries into the chat box. So do throw them in. Let's jump into the chat box and see what you guys are saying. Again, if you've joined us late and you're wondering why I'm talking in a bit of a lower register, there are people uh, around my house that are currently still very much asleep and suffering after their night out. I stayed in because I'm sensible and I have work today. They went out. They're a little bit sensitive. So apologies for my lower register of my voice or my monotone voice that I'm using today. Uh, Social says, if Sarah Kalasinac is still injured in January, do you think the club will help him recover or is it possible that they will terminate his contract? I, if he's still injured and say if it was for the long term, I think they would probably keep him on to the end of it until the end of the season. I think it would be very, very un-Arsenal-like if they did end up you know, moving him on uh, in, in January without any help. We've kept players at the club for a significant period of time when they were in certain situations. If they did terminate his contract, I imagine that if they weren't able to find a club, he would be allowed to do his rehab at the club. It would only make sense. Uh, Nikolai says, I didn't catch Emil Smith-Rowe's debut. Game was dead, but I hope he was amazing. Was he? Look, he didn't really get too many minutes. He came on in about the 75th-ish, 74th minute of the game. He it was very sprightly. He got on the ball. He was playing on the right-hand side, which is a little bit strange um because Grealish was obviously on the left hand side Sterling was also on the pitch so you got a lot of kind of left naturally left-sided players on the field uh but Smith Rowe was yeah he was sprightly I think I think Sterling went off didn't he so, so it was just Grealish that was left on the left hand side but it was a case of when he got on the ball he tried to do that classic Smith Rowe thing of, of getting it driving forwards running at players did lose it a couple of times being too adventurous but I like that confidence you got to like a kid that gets his first England call up gets on the ball, drives forwards. That was really good to see. So hopefully we see a lot more of that. Uh, Nico says, what will happen uh, to Flo Balogun if Eddie is moved out or is not moved out? I think Balogun will go on loan. Um, I think Balogun needs the loan, to be honest. He's finding it, as Lee Carsley, the England under-21 manager said, he's finding this a little bit too easy at the moment, playing in the under-23s. He needs a loan get him out there, get him playing, get him the experience, and then he can come back in 2022 uh, a much, much better player in the summer. Uh, E-commerce says, how are you coping with that Premier League football? My life is kind of boring. Look, you just need to find new things to do. I, for one, downloaded uh, Forza Horizon 5, mainly because they've got a drum and bass radio station on there. Um, but uh, that's what I'm spending some time doing and a little bit of GTA as well. But you've got to find something to, to fill your hours and your days with. You go see some friends, go out, get a hobby, your life can't just be Arsenal. Um, it, it, I know that my job is Arsenal and this is Arsenal and I talk a lot about Arsenal, but you need more than just that. That's, that's how you get through it. Um, we talked with, uh, who was it? I think we talked with, um, yeah, I think it was Andrew that we were talking to from Arsblog on the show and he said, you need to get a hobby. You just need to get something outside of this to, to break up your week and, and that's what you need to do. So there you go. Uh, Fun Trick says, do you think uh, it's a good idea to play a back five against Liverpool? You know, it's interesting because my instinct told me initially, yes. Double up on Mohamed Salah. Tommy Asu on the right-hand side with Ben White. 
double up on Sadio Mane, Tierney and Tavares on the left, getting on Salah and Trent Alexander-Arnold. That works, doesn't it? But then, and it's the same thing that we used when we played at Liverpool in 89. We used that back five, or George Graham decided to go at the back three, of Steve Bowles, uh, O'Leary and, and Tony Adams. So, And that was all used to try and combat John Barnes and to stop them from playing. Whereas on now you're in a different situation because Liverpool have suffered against teams playing a back four. Brighton went to Anfield with a back four. Mark Kukurea at left back, uh, Joel Veltman at right back. And they dealt really well with things. Obviously, in the first half an hour, it weren't too great. But they built they built themselves up. They got back into the game and they got two goals and they came away from Anfield with a point, which you would say for Arsenal was a really good result if we were to get a point to Anfield. The other game, West Ham also used the back four. Um, Johnson and, and Cresswell playing in the fullback positions did really, really well. Um, and maybe it is the way that we need to play. I think Arteta needs to watch those games a lot, have a look at how Brighton and West Ham dealt with uh, dealt with uh, Liverpool and kind of move through that and use that same kind of tactic because you need to learn from how teams are beating clubs like Liverpool. In games like we saw at the weekend against Watford, you can focus on yourself. You can focus on your own game. You can get forwards. You can get backwards. You can play the system that you want to play and just play well. When you go up against teams like Liverpool, you need to have a plan. You need to have something that's in place to enable you to tackle what's going on. And we need to make sure that we take as many hints from those two games of Brighton and West Ham into that Liverpool uh, Liverpool game as possible. Um, let's go through the chat box a little more. One second. Uh, Highbury for life says, Tom, who in your opinion is the best backup goalkeeper to replace Leno? Maybe Matt Ryan. Uh, Kev Campbell was talking about this uh, the other day, saying Matt Ryan, we should look to bring him back in. Maybe he's the one you go for. Um, you've got a few English options. Fraser Forster, Alex McCarthy, uh, Sam Johnston, all players that you could bring in if you want to get a homegrown option. I don't think Forster would be the worst decision in the world. I know he's not the best keeper, but he doesn't have to be the best keeper as a backup. But if Leno does leave, and I think he probably will, then we're going to need to look to get someone in. And it could, it's not necessarily going to be someone great because we can use it to save money, sell Leno, invest that money into somewhere else in uh, in the game. Uh, Anthony, the, the song from the video's intro is uh, it's it's taken from a website where you can like buy the rights to short clips. So sorry, it's not like a song that you'll be able to find on iTunes or Spotify. But when we uh, when we put together all the new graphics, we had to go and like purchase the rights for certain songs and, and then clip them up. So it's sorry, it's not a <laughs> it's not a song that you can listen to. I'm afraid, uh, but you might be able to find it on on, on a website that does sell clips that are used. The reason why we do that is obviously because we don't want to get copyright striked. Um, and so therefore, you have to purchase the rights to use certain music unless you want to use like only five seconds. And if you're using it more than that, then it's not fair use. So therefore, you have to you know, find music to purchase. Hope that makes sense. Uh, African Theory says, do you think we can play a false nine system at times with the addition of Dejan Kulazeski? Um I need to find out more about him. And thankfully, today I'm going to, I'm going to be chatting to, uh, to Cos from uh, Italian Football News or get Italian Football News on the Arsenal way. So if you want to listen to that show, I will put that to him positionally. Can Kulazewski play in a false nine style of game? Uh, let's go to John. Says, Tom, looking back, if you could have chosen one manager to replace Wenger all those years ago, who would you pick? To me, it's Klopp or Pep. And I'm thinking Klopp. I think Klopp has proven to be a very, very good Premier League quality manager after leaving uh, Borussia Dortmund. So, yes, I agree. I probably would have gone with Klopp because I think he can do more with the players at his disposal there 
than say Pep did. Pep needs the investment. Still a very, very good, very good coach. In my opinion, still probably the best coach in the world. But I'm not sure that Arsenal could give him the resources to add the perfect players that he needs to add to the system that he wants. But I might be wrong because he did very, very well with Barcelona B and won them the title without having to sign any players. So who knows? But I like Klopp and I think that him working in a, you know, I think him working in the self-sustaining model that Liverpool use would have been very good for Arsenal, although he wouldn't have had Michael Edwards at Arsenal, that's for sure. Uh, Adam says, don't you think that Balogun could play when Aubameyang is at the African Cup of Nations? We could then make a final decision on him going on loan. Yeah, there's no reason why we can't send him on loan at the end of the window, but for the moment, uh, for the moment, we might need to just, you know, push forwards with uh, with using uh, Lacazette, with using Nketiah until the end of the season. We'll wait and see what happens. Vegas says, hey, Tom, uh, your thoughts on Palinha uh, from Sporting? Yeah, he's a player that's played very well for Portugal uh, when he's been called upon. Plays more as a number six, is a little bit more industrious, a lot more defensive-minded than, say, Thomas Partey. If we signed him as a, you know, a depth option at number six, I think we would have made a good investment. But is he someone that's going to take us to the next level in that position? Probably not. So you'd have to sign someone else alongside him. But he's a good player. I'm just not sure whether he's a great player that takes us to that next level. Uh, Aaron says, uh, what do you think the formation Arteta will settle on? We seem to change often between a 3-4-3, 4-2-3-1 and a 4-3-3. Or the 4-4-2 that we've seen a little bit recently as well. Kind of a loose 4-4-1-1, if you will. Will it contain, uh, will it continue to be fluid. I don't think it will continue to be fluid in the long term. I think that once Arteta's kind of built a squad of players that he wants, that's when you're going to see him move to the 4-3-3 that he's talked about in the past. And that's probably what we're going to see. Um, let's scroll down. O'Malley says, would you sign Nordi Mukiela in the summer for right-back competition? He would be in the last year of his contract. If we can get someone like Mukiela, it would be a great bit of business. He's very, very good. Is it the right kind of signing when you've got Tomiyasu there? Probably because you don't, you can't have loyalties to these players. You've got to be ruthless in your positions. If there's a chance to bring in a player that upgrades upon what you've got, do it. Go and sign that player. Even if that means bringing in someone that goes at the left wing, that's going to give us more than Emil Smith Rowe, you do it. You have to be ruthless with your squad and bring in players that are going to take you to the level that you want to be at. That's what separates the best teams with the teams that are just kind of content of challenging for the top four and the top six. We need to be more ruthless with the squad. That's for sure. And so if we bring in like Nuno Tavares, look how good Tierney is. And we brought in someone that we're now looking at playing over Tierney. There's a good argument that's starting to be developed there. That's what I'm talking about. If you can bring in a player that even takes over a position of a fan favourite like Tierney, you have to go and do it. And that goes for Sterling as well, Reese. I think Sterling adds a lot of quality to this Arsenal team. If we were to go and sign him, I would be very open to that move. Very, very open indeed. Um, Maximus, or Maximius, sorry, says, wasn't Klopp due to come to Arsenal a couple of years before Wenger quit? Liverpool got lucky with him, else we would have poached him. Look, Wenger never was going to leave. I don't think we ever had a, a good chance of getting Klopp or Guardiola. I just don't think it would have, I just don't think it was going to happen. Um, Wenger was never going to leave. And for when you watch the documentary, I think it becomes obvious the reluctance he has to move on from Arsenal because he's just so attached to it. Um, let's go to Mel, who says, Tom, who do you think uh, a good manager out there that will suit Arsenal's self-sustaining model? I don't think we need to focus on a manager, Mel, at the moment. I don't think it's the right time to talk about what managers Arsenal should be going for. We're not in a period like we were this time last year when we were thinking about managers. I think Arteta is 
doing a good job. I'm not thinking about saying that, you know, we need to sack him and move on to someone else. I'm not in that mindset right now. I'm not in the mindset of saying he's the perfect guy for us and that, say, if we'd have been able to get an Antonio Conte, would that have been better? Who knows? But right now, I'm not really in the state of mind to talk about changing manager. I'm in the mind to talk about how good we currently are playing. Um, so there you go. Uh, Adonia says, Tom, are you full-time on YouTube? If not, what do you do besides? I can show you what I do uh, for my full-time job because I'm not full-time on YouTube. Uh, I'm the Arsenal fan brand writer at football.london and reach. Um, so my uh, my page is there in the chat box if you want to check it out. That's my full-time job. Uh, I've only started it. I've only been there, what is it, three months? I think it's, it's pretty much three months. Uh, it was three months, four days ago. So I've just been over there three months. I quit teaching just over a year ago and uh, moved into full-time football writing. And uh, yeah, it's gone very, very well. So there you go. Um, I heard an interview of an Italian expert, says Maximius, about Vlaovic could be a big risk for Arsenal because he may not be ready for the Premier League uh, at this time and is more of a work in progress. What's your take? I mean, we interviewed Rich Hall from uh, Football Italia who loves him he thinks that transitioning to the Premier League would not be too much of an issue what he does say is that there are elements of his game that he needs to work on despite being a very tall player he needs to work on his aerial ability he needs to work on how he kind of you know positions himself and his movement at times especially kind of when out of possession or when trying to build up the play he needs to sometimes drop in a little bit but He's still a very, very good player. He's still very young. He's going to improve. And it's always going to be a bit of a risk. So there you go. Um, EGTV says, hey, uh, hey, gal. Hey, Tom, on the train to London to watch the Wenger film. Enjoy, mate. I hope you have a fantastic time. Uh, I hear from my very my colleagues that I'm very jealous of, uh, Kaya Karnak and Chris Wheatley, who went to the game um, the other day. The, the, the film, sorry. And Harry Simeon, of course. Harry was sitting next to David Ornstein. He, he tells us on the show the other day, which is hilarious. And yeah, everyone got to meet everybody. I couldn't go, which sucked. Um, but hopefully I'm going to get to see it very soon. Fingers crossed. Uh, thanks, Idris Ass. Appreciate that. It's been three months, but I do appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Olu says, uh, oh, I've checked that comment. Uh, Slavik says, if we need to be ruthless, then Kulusevski is a no-brainer. Also, striker signing required, or do you trust Martinelli? Well, I mean, if we're being ruthless, you sign someone who's going to take over that mantle that's better than Martinelli. Um, I think that a lot of people very much want Martinelli to succeed and to explode, and he could do. But he's not he's not showing it in the in the few performances, and it is only a few performances that he's had so far this season. But those small opportunities that he does get, he has to take those chances, and he's just not yet quite doing that. And that's hopefully we're gonna we'll see hopefully improvement there. We're hopefully gonna see change. So fingers crossed. Um <laughs> John says, for my documentary, I mean, I look forward to, to hopefully putting together some more Arsenal content. I, I'm learning all the time on the new job about making content. Uh, I'm trying to get hold of a GoPro if I can. Just, I'd like to create some more diverse content. I thought about getting a drone. I have gone off the idea of getting a drone a little bit. I'm just not sure I get out enough with the new job being so intense to to make that sort of content that I was planning on making. Um, but we'll see. I'm always interested in making more. It's just the time it takes to learn video editing in particular that's going to be really tricky. Um, but maybe it's something that I'll learn 
on the job. I hope it is. That'd be really, really helpful if it would be. So I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, uh, we're going to wrap things up there, people. Thank you so much for tuning in, as always. I'll be back this afternoon. Members podcast, 5 p.m. UK time. Make sure that you tune in. I'll be reaching out, and I already have actually uh, reached out on the Discord server as to who would like to come on. Um, so I'll be having some of the members on if you'd like to join the channel as a member and you get the chance to come on shows like we'll be doing this afternoon, then do click the link in the description and you can join up as a member. Thanks so much for tuning in as always. Drop a like, subscribe if you're new and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.